Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Welcome to Spiritual Queen's Badass Podcast the number one spirituality podcast on iTunes. My name is Emma Mumford and I'm your host. I'm the UK's leading law of attraction expert, award-winning life coach, two times best-selling author, manifestation YouTuber, speaker, and badass spiritual queen. I'm here to help you awaken and turn your dream life into an abundant reality and help you create your positively wealthy life full of happiness, abundance, and joy. I do this through sharing the power of law of attraction and spirituality. I hope my podcast will inspire you to raise your game and start living your best life today. Without further ado, let's get started with this week's episode. Hello, gorgeous souls, and welcome back to another one of my Spiritual Queens Badass Podcast episodes. Thank you so, so much for joining me here today for another episode. I am so excited to be diving into all things Soul Boss and going from Girl Boss to Soul Boss and Soft Girl Era with you today. It's been a big topic that I've been discussing over on my Instagram um, a couple of weeks now, and I promised you this podcast was coming, so I wanted to record it while it was fresh and explain to you a little bit more about one why I posted that, why I'm saying I'm resonating with being a soul boss now as I've coined it, um, and how this conversation came about. So um, literally a couple of days before I posted the glamour post that talked about soft girl era and, you know, coming away from the girl boss kind of trends and era, I was speaking to my good friend, Caitlin, and I feel like we're both Virgos. You can imagine the conversations that we have together. We have many profound conversations over our friendship. And, you know, she was really saying about how she just has no desire to push and she has no desire now to hustle and, you know, bring that masculine forceful energy to her work. And I said, you know, I really resonate with that. And she was saying, you know, like for herself as someone who doesn't know if she wants children, she's like, I don't want to be a girl boss, but I also don't want to be a mum. So what is there? And we were having this really deep conversation together around, you know, the realizations that I've had with that conversation as well and how actually, you know, you do fear, well, who's going to resonate with my work if I'm not a girl boss and I'm not a mum? And I said to her that all the people who don't have children are going to resonate with you. There are tons of people of all ages who don't have children for whatever reason. And that doesn't mean mums can't resonate with your work either. You know, family people, of course, can resonate with your work. It's so, you know, it's so universal numerology. That's what her line of work is. So we were really talking about unpacking that together. And I said, 
you know, even in myself, my kind of musings this year and when I had my time off and when I returned to work, I've just got no desire to be a girl boss. But I said, I do desire to be a soul boss. And I said, I need to record a podcast on this. I'm coining this term, soul boss. And I really wanted to dive in with you today, what it means. And again, if you're not a business owner, this podcast is still going to be relevant to you. So do hold on and listen because it's not all about business. It's not all about running a business. But obviously if you are someone who has a business, hopefully this is gonna resonate with you as well. So a couple of days after having that conversation with Caitlin, I went on Instagram and saw that Glamour Magazine had posted a quote that said, I don't want to be a girl boss. I don't want to hustle. I simply want to live my life slowly and lay in a bed of moss with my lover and enjoy the rest of my existence, reading books and creating art and loving the people in my life. And the main image of the post was, welcome to the soft girl revolution, how young women are rejecting girl boss culture for a life of leisure. Now, when I shared this, obviously it created a great conversation in my DMs. And one of my lovely followers, Becky, who came to my retreat, she said, well, do you not need to be successful like yourself to be able to go into soul boss era? And I thought, oh my gosh, that is a huge expectation that I think a lot of people would have, you're right. And I said, no, no, like, soul boss is a mindset. It has nothing to do with your level of income. It is a mindset. You could be a soul boss from day one. You could be a soul boss after 20 years. Like it's a mindset shift. It has nothing to do with money. Of course, as we know with any, you know, situation in life, money creates a certain level of freedom, but you could argue that with most things, right? But when you have the mindset, the money always aligns, right? When you have the mindset nailed, it's an expression of you, it's a lifestyle, it's an alignment for you. So actually, I don't think it has anything to do with money. And I'm gonna go into that because some of you might be thinking like, well, hold on, I just can't live a life of leisure, Emma, if the money ain't coming. And I hear you and I see you, and this is 100% the story that I had. This is 100% the fear as well, the real life fear that I had with stepping away this summer and moving into this soft girl era. And obviously soft girl era has been spoken about a lot. It's a very kind of like trendy term on TikTok and social media at the moment. But for me, how I realized that I was in soft girl era was really weirdly, first of all, I realized that I didn't want to wear tight clothes. And as my body was doing all sorts of weird things over the summer, and um, thank you for everybody's recommendations that they sent me when I spoke about this. Um, There was a lot of things that were really helpful and actually all of it came down to stress. All of it came down to trauma, holding that in my body. So no matter what I did, and I definitely wasn't over-exercising, like I wasn't doing anything like that. If anything, I could probably always do more. I'm not the most, um, like, should we say gym girl in the world? Absolutely not. Um, But yeah, it was like, whatever I did, this weight that I had, you know, got since moving was just not shifting. And actually it just magically shifted as soon as I felt safe here. And I knew it, Hannah said it, but I was like, no, there's gotta be something else. So I started realizing that I didn't wanna wear tight clothes anymore because one, it just made me feel like not great in that time period anyway. But like, I thought like, why am I wearing jeans that are feeling tight? Like they don't fit properly. Well, they do fit properly, but you know, it does, it feels restrictive. And I feel my most creative and my most flowing 
when I wear looser fitting clothes and when I wear soft materials and nice trousers and how smart do I look in those nice trousers and I always wear jeans, why don't I wear anything else? So for me, it wasn't like banishing jeans forever. I definitely have worn jeans a few times over that period, but I realized that I wanted to wear more skirts and I wanted to wear more dresses and I wanted to feel, be in more soft materials rather than not necessarily looser, I wear quite tight things still, but a looser kind of softer material. And that to me sounded weird at the time to say like, I don't wanna wear jeans at the moment. Um, Again, I, I was not even related to the weight side of things. It was more of a feeling like how it felt on my skin and how it felt energetically at that point. So as I then journeyed into my time off over the summer, I became a soft girl in many ways through eating different things, through nurturing my body in different ways, through going slower throughout the day and really leaning into that divine feminine energy. So the soft girl era is not just ditching your jeans, although for me it did look like that in some forms. It's actually relaxing into the feminine energy and leading from that feminine space. And for me, that has been so, so healing because as I've spoken about many times on this podcast, I naturally sit in my divine masculine energy. It's very obvious that I do. I'm very motivated, I get things done. And I realized that I've always had this really great relationship with my masculine energy, but you know, for years it's been an unraveling with the feminine and leaning into that and healing with that and manifesting from that feminine space as well. So for me, my soft girl era has really been relaxing into the feminine, has been relaxing into many things and really allowing this year and surrendering to this year to be what it needed to be, which was a deeply, deeply healing year. So for me, having that soft girl era during this huge, huge healing that I'm going through has been really needed. And I'm like, oh my gosh, thank God I'm in my soft girl era because it feels good to my nervous system. It feels good to my body. It feels good to my soul. And that feels really good. So if we look at the glamour headline of, you know, women are rejecting the girl boss era and wanting a life of leisure, there is definitely a more so a group of people, a group of, not group of people, a group of women who are, yes, absolutely wanting to work less, enjoy life more. And I don't freaking blame them because the last three years have been a lot on us, right? On us hugely collectively on an individual level. Like we've all gone through a heck of a lot, a huge whole change in our life since 2020. It's been one thing after the other, right? And I don't blame people for realizing that actually maybe it's not for them and maybe they want to live a different way of life. Now, when you look at it from the point of leisure where they want to live a life of leisure, and I read the article and it spoke about how, um, you know, women are wanting to treat themselves more and do more like facials and treat their skin nicely each day. And I don't think I'm like this side of the soul boss kind of soft girl era side, definitely not. I still wanna work 100%. So the soul boss side of things is very different. But I 100% understand and resonate with why women and people would want to drop the hustle culture and would want to regulate and would want to nurture and support their bodies and have a soft day and a soft week and a soft month and a soft year. So for me, like I 100% support that because 
I feel like the matrix is spoken about a lot, especially in our self-help industry of like escape the matrix. But I read this really powerful post the other day that said, if you're trying to escape the matrix, you're still in the matrix. And I was like, oh my God, it's so true of actually we have to learn to be. We have to learn to exist in our surroundings, but have a sense of peace and have regulation and be able to support ourselves. And if that means stepping off that treadmill, like I had to for a good two and a half months in the summer, that is exactly what I did. But I, of course, wanted to still serve. I, of course, want to still run my business. I freaking love what I do. But it came from a very different energy. So if you saw that post or you thought like, Emma just doesn't want to work anymore. She's like having facials every day. I mean, to some degree, I wish I could do that more. But equally, that's just, I don't think I could ever fully just be like, I'm not doing anything for like a year. And I'm just going to like live off the business and blah, blah, blah. Like, I think I would miss my work so, so much. I missed it hugely in my time off. And, you know, I still was working to some degree, which really brought me so much fulfillment in a more relaxed way. So what do I mean by soul boss then? So where I think there's truth in that glamour post and why it really resonated with me is because of that conversation with Caitlin, where I said, I desire to be a soul boss. And I think as a millennial, obviously I'm 30 years old now, like 10 years ago when I started my first business extreme couponing in Deals UK, when I was coupon queen, um, it was very much hustle culture. And although like influencers and young women running their own businesses were still very, very like unheard of. So you can imagine like now if I say I'm self-employed, people are like, great, what do you do? Oh my God, that's so cool. And I can say I'm a spiritual author and they're like, wow. Back in the day, if I was like, I'm self-employed, they're like, what do you do? And it was very much like judgmental. And it like, we know how amazing money saving and couponing is, right? And even that was so taboo back in the day when I started, exactly like spirituality, that it felt like people were judging me for helping people save money. It was like, what? Like, how can you look on that badly? Like, how? So it was a very new world at that point for me 10 years ago. I was obviously like 20 years old starting this business that I had no plan to start. I had no five-year plan, no idea how to run a business. And I was absolutely winging it. I still do to this day. So obviously being a girl boss was like this new trendy word. And it was like, these women CEOs are rising up. And, you know, obviously there was a lot of movement and, and noise around that for many years. And then obviously as I transitioned into my spiritual business in 2016, girl boss culture was rife. We were like at its peak then. And it was very much like hustle, 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 work hard, launch new things, blah, blah, blah. And I definitely think I'm, I wouldn't say guilty, but I would definitely think that I can look back now and see how at that time of where we were collectively, that probably worked for a lot of people and that probably served a lot of people. But actually, when I got to this point here and now, obviously having this business for like six, seven years at this point, um, you know, looking at all my offerings, looking at all the things I've built, look at all the things I've launched. And I was like, there's too much, like (laughs) it is too much. And if that feels overwhelming to me, it's going to feel overwhelming to my audience going on my website thinking, uh, what do I need? Like there's so many great things. What do I need? And that creates decision paralysis as well, where people are like, well, all of these things sound great, but I don't know what to go for. So I'm not going to go for anything. So even from like a business aspect, I was like, we need to simplify. 
And last year, you would have heard me talk about Marie Forleo's Time Genius course that I did. And if you haven't listened to Marie's episode here on my podcast, oh my gosh, I'm going to link it below. Go and check it out afterwards. It will change your life. She is just phenomenal. And Marie's Time Genius course truly did change my life. And it awakened me to so much of this girl boss era stuff doesn't actually work long term. And it, again, highlighted me Marie's teaching of simplify to amplify. And I thought, well, actually, that's very true in manifestation. That's very true in so many aspects of our life, not just our businesses. Simplify to amplify. So for me, as I was simplifying so much in my life through decluttering trauma, decluttering emotions, really decluttering a lot, it made total sense that the energetics of the business needed to be decluttered as well to take it to that next height that I'd been trying to manifest. Um and take it to this new level, right? So for me, that course just changed so much of like, Emma, you're doing too much of the wrong things and you're not prioritizing the things that truly matter to you, which is, you know, spending time with your loved ones, creating memories, traveling, like living your life too. And, you know, I look back on my twenties and I really do feel like, gosh, I was a slave to my work. Like I really was, but at the time it felt good. I wouldn't say like, you know, I felt burnt out. I'd had burnt out periods 100% over that period. I've spoken about them very openly since 2020 on here. But for me, I knew it had to be that way if that makes sense. But equally, I was like, that's not how I want to live my 30s. Now I'm entering this new decade, this new numerology cycle as well. I don't want to hustle like that. And I realize now through doing so much unraveling in my inner work through writing Hurt Healing Healed that the only way that we truly heal is by slowing down. And when I was forced to slow down with my health, I soon realized that I had been working and hustling from a space of avoidance, from a space of it felt so good because everything else in my life didn't feel good. It felt so good to help and serve people and have a purpose and create these amazing things and write books and do everything because it would take away from the loneliness that I felt in that period of my life, especially when I wrote Positively Wealthy. So for me, it was a great avoid. I don't want to say the word avoidance. Like I wasn't actively avoiding it. I was subconsciously avoiding it. Um, So I just think that for me, it was absolutely a trauma response to hustle and to just, you know, we all do it when something's really challenging us or we're feeling emotionally charged by something. We're going to pour our energy into something that brings us joy, right? Because we want to experience joy. And as I write about in Positively Wealthy, I realized that that was a recipe for disaster. And it wasn't, you know, I was still manifesting all these incredible things, but felt this big void within me. So Positively Wealthy was that reclamation for me and that realization of, Emma, you've been working to avoid stuff. You've been working to avoid that big gaping hole within you, but you need to look at that big gaping hole and that's where Hurt Healing Healed came along. So I feel like by Hurt Healing Healed, obviously I was more aware of this. I was slowing down more, but still there was stuff to get done. So I feel like it's it's like, I knew things had to be launched. I knew that book had to be written and I truly believe my life followed that certain path it had to. But at this stage, I realize, no, can't do that anymore. That's not my path. That is not what I am meant to be doing in this season of my life. So I think what's important to remember with this whole girl boss, soul boss, soft girl era 
is we're cyclical beings. We go through cycles, we go through seasons of our life. And that's not to say, you know, in six months time, and I definitely even feel this a bit now where I feel so motivated to create things. I know that I'm working with my masculine energy in a really good way whilst also honoring my feminine by resting and creating more space in my schedule and being more expansive with it. Whereas before I wouldn't be, I would just cram everything in and hope it would all fit and be very tired and stressed and yeah, as we know, girl boss hustle, right? Um, So now obviously I can use the masculine energy in a good way to supercharge those things when it feels right and I feel in that summer season and work, but I can also honor my inner winter when I need to and know that actually maybe I'm in that spring or that autumn in the business and it's okay to just take a step back and slow a bit. So I feel like things have been very supercharged for me over those 10 years in terms of career, in terms of work. So really hitting this new season, new decade, new cycle in my life, I was like, yeah, we're not doing that moving forward. So to me, that transition from goal boss to soul boss has been deeply healing in so many ways. And I don't think if the summer hadn't have happened and I took that time off, I don't think I would have seen it fully of how much I needed to go into that soul boss era. But soul boss to me does not mean living a life of leisure. It does not mean, you know, doing nothing. It means honoring what a soul boss means to you. And Becky, the lady I was talking about was saying, you know, um, to me, you know, a soul boss would, I would assume it would mean, you know, that you don't want to work much and that you would need money behind you to be able to do that. So could I be a soul boss now or is it something I have to work towards? And I was saying to Becky, I said, no, soul boss is a mindset. And for me, yes, okay, in my instance, I did have, what was it? Nine, eight years worth of business experience at that point to be able to do, when I did Marie's course, um, to be able to look at things and be like, yes, I need to let this go or I need to focus on this. But actually this summer, as I took that step back, it really panicked me because I thought, what happens if it all falls apart? All this stability that I've created in the business, all this amazingness, like if I just take my foot off the gas pedal and I take two and a half months off, like it's going to fall apart. And it was a huge, huge fear of mine to do that because I'd never done that before in over 10 years, never. So for me, it was a huge fear. And although I had systems and things created that created a sustainable income for me, there were still things that if I stopped, obviously the income would be impacted. Like, you know, my income is to some degree impacted by my presence and me showing up, right? You know, I can't just not record podcast episodes and expect an ad revenue from that. Obviously the past episodes would, for example, so there would be something, but it wouldn't be to the level that it normally is. So there were things that absolutely wouldn't be impacted and things that absolutely would be. And obviously if I did nothing, then everything would be impacted because I am the face of the business. So without me, and without me creating certain, well, all of the things really, even though I have a huge support network in my team, you know, they can't record the podcast episodes for me. They can't record the YouTube videos. They can't do the manifestation membership content for me. It's me. So say for instance, if something did happen, of course there would be automated things that would still earn income, but also it requires my presence. So it would be impacted. So for me, it was kind of like, you know, I can't stop doing everything. And I don't want to stop doing everything because I think that would make me really sad. So I kept doing the podcast. I kept doing the membership because obviously I have my commitments to my queens and I love the membership. And all of those things felt really, really, really good and really nourishing. And I realized what my 
real big, yeah, my three big features or focuses, should I say, my three big focuses were in the business through doing this Marie Simplify to Amplify process from Time Genius and from looking at like what was actually working in the business and what actually wasn't. So a big part of the Simplify to Amplify teaching is it's not going to make sense to you and you are going to think, hang on, if I get rid of things that are making me money, I'm going to make less money. How does that work? But actually, let's talk about it in energetics because I feel like that's one thing we can all understand and I can explain my journey with that a little bit clearer. So for me, I knew on a level that by decluttering the offerings in my business, it would create the space for the things that I really, 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 really love and want to grow to grow because the energetic space and my energy was there for them to grow. But on a like physical level, obviously business had Emma, girl boss era was like, no, you can't get rid of those offerings. They earn you money. And if you simplify, there's going to be like a reduce, a reduction in your money for a while. There's no guarantee those things are going to like, you know, grow and take up that space. So why would you get rid of things that do really well, Emma? And this was this battle that I had as I was taking my time off of like, well, what's more important to me? And Trish, my lovely friend and psychic, said to me, Emma, you've forgotten it again. Remember Positively Wealthy? Your version of abundance is not money. Your version of abundance is joy. And I was like, oh my God, you're so right. You're so right. Of course I need that reminder. So everybody's version is going to be different. So your version of abundance may not be joy. It may be something completely different. It may be money and that's okay. And I think to some degree mine is still, of course, but joy absolutely is that first pillar for me. And I realized, well, money's great, but if it's not bringing you joy and it's also not creating the space for the things that really bring you joy to take off, then you're constricting yourself. And that constricting energy is only going to create constriction. It's not gonna create expansion, which creates a space for abundance and manifestation to come in. So I knew at that point it was a non-negotiable of, well, you can hustle, you can go back to the grind, you can go back to the cycles and routines you were in and you could end up feeling overwhelmed again and feeling like something's missing and feeling like there's a lack of joy. Or you can try this new way, this soft girl era, this soul boss era and simplify to amplify and trust the process. So obviously I did do that after <laughs> reflections and working through any resistance. And, you know, it was not an easy decision for me to make because I'd had this solid, 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 solid business for so long that I was like, Emma, if you rock that boat, like, are you going to have a solid business? So I am obviously, you know, quite a few months past that now. And I've released those things that weren't feeling good, changed a few things, come into alignment with the offerings that do. And I'm earning more money than I've ever earned in this business. And it's like, Emma, how could you forget that? How could you forget that? But we all do, right? We all have those moments of fear. We all have those moments where we're wanting to take that leap, but we're like, what was if it doesn't work out? So that's the kind of like monetary side of things. So obviously there was money behind me, but like I said, it was all you know, relative to my presence. If I just decided that I wasn't gonna run my business anymore and I just wanted to live a life of leisure, 
yeah, I probably wouldn't be okay. So, you know, for me, I know that that's not what I want to do on a soul level, my purpose level. And it's also not sensible for me to do financially either. So for me, that's not what a soul boss is. So no, I don't think you need to have money behind you to be a soul boss. I think it's mindset. I think it's the energetics of your business and your offerings and you most importantly as well. And I think, again, it is tapping into what your version of abundance is. Is it joy like mine? Is it another word? Like ask yourself, what is your version of abundance? And that's the secret of becoming a soul boss when you listen to that. Soul bosses are also, I believe, bosses. (laughs) Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. A lot can happen in 3 years. Like a chatbot maybe your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. <laughs> and again, as I said to Becky, um, the lady who's asking me these questions, you know, to be a soul boss, you still have to be a boss, which means you run a business. So it's not a case of not doing anything. And I'm definitely not someone who doesn't wanna do anything. I'm just someone who's coming from a space of, I wanna do things differently and I wanna do things from a space of alignment that feels good. So I believe that a soul boss in definition is a soul that wants to help to, you know, help the collective, help and serve people from an aligned and integral place. There is so many people in this industry who do not always act from that space and people can see it. We're not blind to it and we know those things exist, right? Um, And, you know, Caitlin was saying like how she's really fed up of it and how like she just wants to live that place of alignment, which I totally understand as well. So for me, a soul boss is someone who comes from an aligned space, who has integrity and whose values and purpose is to come from a place of authenticity, to come from a place of serving, from coming from a place of unconditional love. And that doesn't mean you shouldn't be compensated for that or there shouldn't be an abundance for that. Of course there is, we all need to pay our bills. We can't pay our bills with positive vibes, right? So of course we need some money to obviously live in this life and you know, to human and to achieve the things that we want to do. So that's not to say you shouldn't charge for things. Oh my God, please do. (laughs) Like, you know, I'm not saying anything like that at all. It's all about alignment. 
And, you know, for me, it was looking at the alignment of my prices, looking at the alignment of my core values of the business, which is to be accessible to people. And, you know, so many times over the years, I've been told you should be charging more, you should be a high ticket coach. And I never listened to it, never, because I was like, no, that's not who I want to be. I want to be someone who's accessible for people, but knows their worth. I want to have tools, resources, and a whole abundance of free resources that anybody from any walk of life can access because everybody should have access to these tools and modalities and this knowledge. So if people do want to work with me and, you know, do one-to-ones, there's that option. But if that's not in someone's reach, then there is a whole ton of other ways that they can still work with me and access these resources and change their life around. And that to me has always been so important is making this work accessible and making it affordable for people. And interestingly, me and Caitlin saw a post um, as well around this time of one of our peers who was saying that everybody they knew had had like a 50% reduction on their income through their business and how this year has been the worst year in business um and the like the whole sphere of coaching's changed and like everybody's struggling and like you know top tips for dealing with this which I think is really helpful for those people who definitely are in that position and and do want some motivation and positivity and reassurance that it's not just them obviously the economic climate has hugely changed there are so many things impacting life now of how people are spending money the whole landscape has changed And I also think people see through a lot of bullshit now and they are buying in different ways instead of, and realizing maybe that these higher containers aren't giving them the return that they expected or what they should be getting for that value. Now that's not everyone, of course, there are incredible high ticket people out there who are worth every single penny, but the landscape has changed. And I said to Caitlin, Let's talk about this because Caitlin has a very accessible business like mine as well, very affordable offerings. And she said, Emma, it's been my best year yet. And I said, me too. And we were like, so why is everybody online saying this when we haven't had that experience? And we know a lot of people who haven't had that experience. And I said, do you want to know why, Caitlin? It's because we're accessible to people. And it's because we have accessible offerings for every single, you know, need that someone has their price point and we're not charging high ticket. Now, I'm not dissing high ticket at all here. It works in a certain, you know, genre and it clearly works for people. But I think that people are having to really rethink things at the moment. And I'm not saying that being a sole boss is being affordable to people. It may not be your version. That's my version. But I'm saying that being a sole boss is being authentic to that and listening to your audience as well and listening to the economic climate and listening to the things around you. Now, I know that some people would be like, Emma, that's the worst money mindset ever. You need to like ignore all those things and know your worth and people need to invest. And again, don't get me wrong, when there is a level of investment, you do get the results from that because you're making that investment. So it swings and roundabouts, right? But what I'm trying to say is that it has to feel in alignment for you. And for me, my prices still felt in alignment. Obviously there was a natural increase because of flipping the cost of living and everything goes up in a business, including printing supplies, everything. So of course there's been natural inflation there. Um, But I knew that everything felt in alignment because it was still being true to my values and my core values, 
of how I want to operate and the people that I want to work with and help and serve. So I'm really proud that I have seven plus years of free resources on this podcast, on my YouTube, on everywhere, because it means that people can access this work for free. And that is the best thing ever because that's what we want. And I still get paid for it through ads, through my platforms. So, you know, it works both ways, right? Um, And it enables me to be able to have the time to create these free resources for you. So again, I feel like I'm going off topic about free stuff now, but being a soul boss is operating from a space of integrity and authenticity. It's operating from a space where you're not, and me and Caitlin said this as well, where you're not saying this has changed my life and you should buy this course because this has changed my life and you actually never done that in your life and you don't walk your talk at all. The amount of things I've heard in this industry, I say it should shock me, but it doesn't shock me anymore because I'm like, people really don't walk their talk, but people also see that. And there's a huge amount of people who do walk their talk, who are authentic, who, you know, who do genuinely want to serve and help people. And they're my kind of people, right? So being a soul boss is about listening to you. It's about listening to what feels an integrity and alignment with you. And it's, again, releasing the expectations of how that has to look. I've had a really big shift recently in the business of how I thought or envisioned things should look. And now I'm at that level. I'm like, Emma, release the expectations. I've been saying this every week in my solar cast, but release those expectations. Because when you do, magical things happen. And that is huge. So release those expectations and align with what feels good to you. Because joy is the ultimate creator, as we know, and joy creates abundance. And abundance can mean money. Abundance can mean people. It can mean growth. It can mean so many things. So for me in this era of being a soul boss, it looks more gentle. And I think that's the key word here. It looks more gentle. It looks like offering things that feel like a full body hell yes. And a lot of people have said this to me about my work moving forwards of like, you're going to be doing things because it generally feels good, not because you feel like you have to. And I don't think I've ever sort of like felt that hugely where I'm like, I need to be doing this. But I feel like business coaching was that for me of, I felt like I should be doing it because everyone else was doing it and it was earning me lots of money. But I was like, oh, that's not really what I want to do. That's not what my soul is here to do. I'm here to teach law of attraction until the cows come home and talk about manifestation and spirituality all day long because, oh my gosh, that brings me the biggest joy in the world. And I don't even care if I'm getting paid for it or not at that point because I love sharing this with people. And the money is a bonus, right? The business, the success, everything is a bonus to the joy that I get to experience from helping people and sharing these tools. So, In this era, it looks like more gentle, leaning into that feminine, leaning on the feminine in my business more and relaxing into my feminine. As I go through this healing season as well, I need that, like I need that more. And it's nice to feel that presence of the masculine energy supporting and like helping me to, you know, create new things as and when it feels good, but also in that feminine place of, of it feels aligned, it feels good, it feels right. And it aligns with you, my listeners as well, because it's not just about what aligns for me, it's about what aligns for all of us. You know, I create this for you. So that obviously plays an impact as well. So Soul Boss 
still working, uh, but working in a more relaxed, sustainable way as well. And sustainable is huge in this because obviously it's long lasting and it's those solid foundations that I have created for so long, but I'm creating them even more firmer now in a place where I feel expansive. I feel the growth there and there's more space for that growth. And it allows me to flow more with life. It allows me to be more gentle with myself and give myself more time if I need it or do the things I wanna do or explore things in the business if I want to learn something new. Like I wouldn't have said I had the time to do all of those things maybe as much before. So for me, it's definitely given me more freedom, but I guess people will say, well, that's all right for you to say, Emma, because you've had the money to do that. Yes and no. Yes, as I've said, yes, there obviously was things there, but also no, because if I did nothing, then there would be an impact to that, of course, over time. So um, if you are in a space where you are starting out and you're like, this sounds great, I wanna do this, but how can I simplify to amplify and how can I have that financial stability there? It does take trust. And I'm not saying you should make any risky financial things. Oh my gosh, I always say the complete opposite. It needs to feel right, it needs to feel aligned and it cannot put you in a state of fear at all. Because as I knew with when I did this, I knew that if I dropped those offerings from a place of fear, I would have just been anxious the whole time and been like, oh my God, what have I done? This is the worst decision ever. So I worked on that fear and I looked at that fear for what it was. And then I didn't need to operate from that space because I could tune back into the soul and realize actually, Emma, it's really important you work on those things that are your key focuses and do feel in alignment because they're gonna really feel good and joy is your abundance. So first of all, identify what your version of abundance is. What is the word? Write it down and you're gonna put it on a sticky note or put it on your phone as your wallpaper and you're gonna work with this moving forwards. And again, even if you're not a business owner, like this is still applicable to you in terms of your career, in terms of your purpose, like still really, really important of how you how your energy is even if you have an employer or whatever like maybe you felt like you're hustling even in a career and that's so common and so normal so you can absolutely use these tools for this as well it's not just exclusive to people running their business but I do feel there's a huge shift around the culture around girl bossing I feel like all of us are exhausted from it all of us now entering our next decade of life being like oh my gosh, I worked so hard and I don't regret it because it's got me to a place where I have incredible opportunities, incredible blessings and incredible privileges. So I don't regret it, but I equally know it's not sustainable. And I equally know that it doesn't feel good to continue that. So if someone is at the beginning starting out, you're maybe not gonna feel like that. You're gonna feel like, well, I feel like I'm doing tons and I'm maybe not getting the results or rewards for it. A lot of my old coaching clients, my business clients I used to work with would, oh my gosh, do the work. Sometimes the people wouldn't show up and you'd have that kind of 10% input manifestation energy. But then you'd also have the 90%ers like I was who was frustrated they weren't seeing the results that they wanted. So you'd have both ends of the scale frustrated. And actually now I do still work with entrepreneurs, but I will only work with them on alignment because that's all they need. They know their ideas, they know their strategy. And of course, sometimes it's good to have, um, to learn new things and there's great courses for that. But actually 
as I found time and time again, as I worked with hundreds and hundreds of people over the years on their businesses, it all came down to their energetics. It all came down to their version of alignment and it all came down to how they were showing up to the business. As we know, the inner reflects the outer, hey, hey. So um, for me now, when I work with people, I don't, you know, we'll look at the business if it's relevant, but um, we will work on the energetics fully. And they see huge, huge shifts and they're like, oh my gosh, it works. And I'm like, yes, because when you show up to the business with the right energy, everything flows. You don't need to worry about anything. The money is an afterthought. The money is an after effect of the vibration and energy you bring to it. So being a soul boss is energetic, it's vibrational, it's a mindset and the money is the after effect. So if you're at the beginning and you're thinking, well, half of this isn't relevant to me right now, then you may think, well, actually Emma, I do need the money. And there'll be periods where it feels right to maybe do a few more things, have a few offerings. But again, just remember, you don't wanna overwhelm people. People are very overwhelmed with offerings right now. There are so many available things to them from so many different wonderful spaces and people. So again, you wanna make sure that the things that you are offering are that full body yes. You're not doing business coaching just because you feel like you have to. Um, You're doing it because it feels good. You're offering things that you are so excited to talk about. And I always say, and I've always said this to every single friend who's asked me, every single person who is like, what is a success to running a business for over a decade now? Obviously I've had two businesses and I say, it's doing something daily that you show up to with passion and inspiration when there's no money and there's no people listening. And I said, if you can't show up and talk about the things that your business will be about when there's no money and there's no people watching, I said, you will want to change things very quickly. You will be very unfulfilled very quickly. But when you talk about things because you love them and oh my gosh, like you could talk about it all day and it brings you so much joy to share these things with people, regardless of how many people are listening and regardless of the money, you will always succeed because the money always flows when passion and inspiration is there. And not always will we feel like totally inspired by our work and feel like loads of ideas are blossoming. There'll be periods where we don't, but the passion, Yeah, the passion is everything. So when the passion is there, everything else can flow and take the focus off the money. What is your version of abundance? So being a soul boss, even if you are at those beginner stages, looks like honoring your version of abundance and making sure that what you were talking about and what you are sharing with the world feels in alignment to you here and now and is for the passion just because you want to show up, just because it feels good to show up. And I feel like there's so many focuses on like six figure, seven figure, eight figure businesses. Um, And the amount of BS online about what people are earning as well. Like, I just, I just laugh when I see those things now because I'm like, do people actually even trust that anymore? Like if someone's like, I'm a six, seven figure business, does that actually sell anything to you anymore? I don't know if it does, it may do, but I do wonder whether it does work anymore that because I don't think people care about that anymore I think people care about what they're gonna get and obviously it was a business course you might care about that a little bit more but if it was like a spiritual course you might want to care more about the energy of the person you're going to be working with the container that you're going to be in and that it's the best investment for you not the kind of like glitzy glamour of who the person is or whatever it's like actually 
how does that offering or that course feel to me on a soul level? Does it feel like it's gonna be nourishing? Does it feel good? What have people got from this? So, so many people put the focuses on the money in business. And of course, to some degree, you've got to have that focus. Otherwise, you know, you have the flip side where you're too in your feminine energy and maybe you don't charge for things or maybe you're charging way less than what you should be. And you're feeling frustrated that your finances aren't matching what you should be earning. So there's there's flip sides to it both, right? So it's, it's meeting it in the middle with that divine balance and listening to yourself and defining what a soul boss means to you. I've given a very like, what I would say is the definition here, but it can mean absolutely anything to you. And I invite you to explore what being a soul boss means to you. If you felt that you've been in the hustle culture, if you feel like you've been a go boss, what does transitioning to a soul boss mean to you? Living the life, the daily life of a soul boss, what does that look like for you? If you resonate with the soft girl era, maybe you want to live a life more of leisure or maybe actually you want to kind of be like me and be in between that. What does that look like for you? I can't give you that definition because it's my version of alignment and you need to honor your version of alignment. So I invite you this week to sit down and journal upon what your version of abundance is, what is the word, and how you can start to integrate either soft girl era or soul boss era into your life and relax more into that feminine because The one thing that I've learned through my journey of an entrepreneur and unraveling this feminine energy is trust, deep, deep trust and releasing those expectations. And it was a big leap of faith for me this summer to trust that the six, seven years that I've done this business for were going to hold and support me. But of course it did because the universe always supports us. It was my fear and a fear that I'd had for many years that was impacting that completely unrelated to business but that was the fear of losing it all when actually I didn't need to fear about losing it all because when we create the space we create the space for abundance and growth it's just the law of attraction it's just how the universe works and of course there could be a catch-up period there was for me it wasn't overnight there was a catch-up period but of course I trusted in that process and had that level of trust within me that allowed me to trust in those moments where I thought okay, have I made the right decision? (laughs) And I, you know, reclaimed it, reframed it. and was like, you're good. You'll look how much joy you're experiencing now. Look how good everything feels. And the more joy you experience, the more fun that you have. Guess what flows? There it is. There's the abundance. There's the money. There's the outcome, the goal that you want or whatever it is. It doesn't have to be money. So trust in yourself, trust in your art, trust in your process and trust in your passion. Your passion alone is enough to create abundance. Of course, we need an aligned and inspired action, but we need the masculine and the feminine energy to coexist, to be able to create that soul boss era, right? Where we're coming from a space that feels good, feels good to our nervous system, feels good to our body, where things feel expansive and things feel good instead of feeling restrictive and pressurous and draining. And if they are feeling like that, I invite you to reflect upon your offerings. I invite you to reflect on what you offer. And maybe you've been offering that thing for a while, like I had been and you're like, is, do I still need to do that? Or can I let that go? Can I declutter that? Can I transform that into something else, even bigger and better to help people? So write down what being a soul boss means to you. 
and play with it, explore with it and see if anything feels good to declutter. It could be one thing. Obviously for me, it was like a whole business like audit, but like it could be one thing. And actually releasing that one thing creates so much time and so much freedom for you. And I think there's always this like misconception um, in the early days of running a business where you must work hard, you must work every hour the universe gives you to be successful, put yourself out there, post on every single platform. Have you posted your content? What are you doing? Like, how are you showing up every day? And to some degree, yes, of course, now I have systems in place. I have a team in place. Of course, there is more automation. Of course, there is more freedom to some degree where, of course, that comes with time, right? We're not silly. But in those early stages, you are still the creator of your life and creating those solid soul boss foundations from day one is so much better for that sustainable, long lasting results. Because if you're here to serve for this lifetime, you don't want quick wins, you don't want big highs and then quick lows. You want sustainable growth, sustainable income, sustainability period. And that comes from alignment, that comes from honoring, and that comes from uh, working in a way that feels good to you. Because if you're working flat out, working so much, are you gonna be able to do that for the next six to 10 months, 12 months, whatever, how long it takes to get to the place that you want to be? Does that actually feel right for you? And people respond so much better to, you know, everything is energy in business. People read energy, people resonate with people, people like your energy introduces you before your words, right? So the way that you show up in your business, you are going to serve people so much better, your clients, everybody so much better when you are honoring yourself and feeling good within yourself than when you're feeling stressed, burnt out, pressured and unaligned, right? So you need to walk your talk as well. And I don't mean that in the sense of what I said earlier, because we all need these reminders sometimes and we all fall off. You know, we all need the reminder of like, take it slow, it's okay. You have all the time in the world to grow, to achieve the things that you want to achieve, to write that book, to launch whatever. You have time and embrace the beauty of this journey because it will be a journey. You're gonna learn so much, you're gonna grow so much oh my gosh, so many amazing lessons and blessings are gonna come through this, through your business or through your career purpose. But enjoy this season of your life because I always say to people who are like, I really wanna manifest that relationship or I really wanna manifest that career success. And I'm like, well, okay, when you have that, you may not be able to do all the things that you're doing currently. So how can you appreciate the space and the freedom and the time you have now in this season of your life? Because this too shall pass. It will happen because it always does. So how can you enjoy the view here and now? And how can you be grateful for where you are right now, even if the money didn't come, even if the career success didn't come, even if the whatever goal it is didn't come? How could you be happy here and now? Because wanting nothing attracts everything. And I know that sounds really like, what? How is she ending the podcast on this? But your manifestation will always happen when you need it the least. So for me, that growth happened this summer, even as I took a step back because I wasn't focused on the money. I wasn't focused on the fear. I was focusing on the joy, the alignment and how it felt to me in that season of my life with that current view that I had. So I hope this has helped you. I hope it's defined a little bit more what I meant by soul boss era, soft girl era. Um, And I think it's a really great, interesting topic that we can dive into more 
and you know question within ourselves and it's an ever unfolding journey how i define soul boss in a year might be totally different to here and now it's an ever unfolding journey being an entrepreneur and i think there's so much beauty in that because we learn and we have to adapt as well. You know, the world is a very different space to when I opened up this business back in 2016. So we're constantly having to evolve and adapt, but equally create sustainable features and sustainable offerings and sustainability as a whole in our business to navigate the ups and downs of life. So no, I don't think that's bad money mindset. When we are creating sustainability, we're honoring and we're in alignment because that always creates the most abundance when we honor that. So I hope this has been an insightful episode for you. Please let me know your thoughts. If you're on Spotify, you can um, leave it in the little Q&A section below or if you wanna message me on Instagram or comment in the Law of Attraction support group, over on Facebook, then let me know. What's your version of abundance? And what are you going to take away and implement from today's episode? Also, go and listen to Marie's Time Genius episode. It will describe a little bit more about some of the teachings I was sharing with you today and the realizations I had. So it'll be a nice little follow-on from this if this sparks some inquiry with you. But I'm sending you all so much love and I hope that it allows you and gives you permission to step into your soul boss era in a way in your version of being a soul boss. Anyway, thank you so much, gorgeous souls, for listening. I appreciate all your views and listens. Don't forget to subscribe if you're new here because I would love, love to see you again soon. Don't forget you can also join my free Law of Attraction support group over on Facebook where you can join myself and other like-minded souls where we talk all things Law of Attraction and spirituality. I hope you have a fab week, whatever you're up to, and I'll see you all in my next podcast episode, which will be next week. Lots of love. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.